If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. We are not financial professionals, and this podcast is designed for entertainment purposes only. We are regular folks who do research and present opinions to an audience in a fun way. Our opinions should not be construed with the views of any organizations we may be affiliated with. This podcast does not represent the thoughts, intentions, plans, strategies of our employers. It only represents the opinions of the authors. If you need specific guidance on your own financial situation, please consult a financial fiduciary professional. Welcome, everybody, to the Money Vikings podcast number 21. Uh, today, we are discussing and sharing our top two to three lessons learned this year, 2020. And uh, oh, what a year it's been. Oh, man. And uh, we're going to talk about how to leverage those strategies into 2021. Jerry, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> Thanks for uh, asking. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really nice day here in San Diego. And as I was telling you in the, uh, the pregame, I, I did a nice walk again. I really enjoy it. Uh, going for walks outside. I got new shoes. I got uh, just everything's really nice. So yeah. That is so important during this, you know, we're about to go in lockdown again, like in mm-hmm. a few hours, right. We're about to go right. in uh, right. COVID lockdown. So we, you know, getting outside and just walking, I think has been one of our like mental um, and physical tricks to just get through this year, you know? Yeah. 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 It's not helping with weight loss, but uh, it's certainly, uh <laughs> Mentally, it's helping me. Let's put it that way. <laughs> the other thing helping me is I have a glass of red wine in front of me that I'm going to take a sip from. So yes, yes, mm. I uh, I will have some there after the show. I will have some after there the show. Cheers, so mate. Good. Cheers, mate. Yes, and we're missing Bob today, but he'll be back with us uh, probably next week. So, so are um, we still going to be able to walk around after the uh, the lockdown? We'll still be able to go for essential walks, right? We can still go for a walk, but, you know, it's interesting you brought that up because I have friends that live in Europe and, you know, in some countries and areas, you actually can't, you actually can't even go out. So like in, in some parts of Italy, um, you, you can go out, but I think they kind of give you a stink eye. Um, mm. you, and, I, and I know to drive anywhere, the police can stop you and ask you if you have like certain papers that, you know, say you're going to the hospital or going to some essential job. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so it's pretty serious. Pretty serious. It sounds crazy, doesn't it? (laughs) Well, um, and to your other point, I'm sorry. I I I do uh, I do miss. I'm gonna we're gonna miss Bob today because yeah, he brings a lot to the show, and uh, you know I gotta I gotta talk more now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's good stuff though because this is this year. um, You know, it's been a wild and strange trip right this mm-hmm. year mm. um you know highs lows sadness perseverance struggle i mean i know i've i've felt it all um and you know we're in the midst of this this uh pandemic that's probably the worst part right yeah so yeah so and you know i think 
you know, the huge hopeful news, as you know, is the triumph of human ingenuity and scientific progress. I mean, we're going to get this like vaccine in record time. And so we've got to just well, buckle down. UK will get it in and, record time. We'll get it after them. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Russia, dude. <laughs> yeah. Russia, I think Russia's inoculated. But it's all good. I mean, we want it to be safe. We want it FDA approved, right? Yeah, exa- exactly. I mean, we have a great system. So I, you know, I have confidence in it. Me too. Um, yeah, I, I really do. So, but that's kind of the, you know, this is, is, is good, like dovetail into the theme of our show today, because what we're doing is we decided to look back on this year and all of our trading um, and, and to see what worked and what didn't, right? To talk about that. Um, I don't know about you, Jerry, but from a pure, you know, from a pure uh, return on investment point of view, you know, this year wasn't that bad. It was actually no. pretty good. It right? was. It was a good, I mean, in terms of, yeah, overall ROI, despite my efforts in trading, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> my, my long-term buy and hold seemed to uh, bail me out of some stupid trades I did, but uh, yeah. Well, there you go. Look oh. at that. There's a... <laughs> <laughs> There's a, there's a lesson learned already. <laughs> right, right. Um, but, you know, I, I, I know you're looking at this too, but I, I'm just trying to spend a lot of time really diving into how this pandemic is going to change our lives, our country, and the world for years to come, right? I mean, I think that, that clearly some of these changes are here to stay, uh, even, you know, when this is over, right? Um, yep. So yeah, like the work from homes, I think that's going to stick around zoom and video conferencing, um, a lot of, a lot of that stuff. Um, yeah, it's hard to tell kind of what else do you, do you have other thoughts? Yeah, I or? mean, I, I think, I think, uh, I think our, our world is going to look at investments in health and bio, uh, you know, biopharma, uh, you know, genetics, you know, I mean, that stuff was already a promising investment, uh, area, but I, you know, I, I just think that's going to kind of go on hyperdrive um, over the next few years, in my opinion, uh, because, nice. right, you know, because there's just uh, I, I think that the when I the, what I followed with the vaccine is the, the amount of new technology that's been leveraged, right, to get this thing out so fast uh, yeah. is, is pretty amazing. So, um, yeah, I I'm I'm really happy with the with the XBI trade and I have a little bit in ABT. Uh, as well uh, for, for testing and, and both of those have done uh, reasonably well it to me it seems like a like an obvious kind of trade and and I don't know that it's it's uh you know okay so there's a, there's a virus and they get a vaccine so therefore by biotechs uh, it it's it seems almost like too easy there's got to be a trick in there somewhere <laughs> like <laughs> like what if what if this Pfizer and moderna and um astrazeneca what if they just fail miserably or we don't know the effects for two years so we think we've made a great investment and they're they're selling like hotcakes and everybody's getting the the vaccine and then all of a sudden you know we start turning into zombies well i'd say take some profits in advance you can buy that (laughs) bunker and that getaway vehicle and all that ammo how's that yeah 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 no i mean but seriously if it's just just one death one death from the pfizer one Oh, we yeah. gave this guy a vaccine. One guy died, just like a Tesla crash. Every time there's a Tesla crash, uh, oh, you know, Tesla's doomed, and uh, the AI software 
is not what it seems to be. Stock takes a little hit. So maybe it's just going to be that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, you know, there, you know, I think you're onto a, a lot of things there because I think that there's a lot, there are, um, you know, we'll get into this, but I mean, you know, this year at least drove home for me, you know, black swan events can happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes. so you, you got to prepare for them. Got to prepare. You got to go back to your, you know, we've talked about it, the sleep at night portfolios, the, you know, the, 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 the building those different sort of buckets of like asset classes. Um, but we'll get into all that, of course. Um, but you're right. I, I, I think <laughs> we're not out of the woods yet, right? We're not out of the woods. Um, yeah. And the, the, and the economy, in my opinion, is a little bit on a precipice. I mean, I guess I'll just say this about this year. I mean, you know, um, bi- billionaires became, like 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 made like billions more and and at the same time you had this strange sort of like uh dickens type like tale of two cities situation where you had like millions upon millions of people out of work that Uh needed major assistance to pay the rent and put food on the table and that's happening as we speak yes so you know what i'm saying i i think so i think there's some questions out there about how long-term viable that is you know i we can't all you know we can't be we can't have like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, you know, ha- owning everything. And then the rest of us kind of like, oh, well, what do we do? You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't mean that that's not a political statement. It's nothing. It's not like, you know, but you know what I mean? It's it's really about actually saving capitalism. I mean, because it's got to kind of work right as a system, yeah. um, you know, in markets. But, uh, uh, you know, we'll get into some of that as well. So I don't know. Do you want to, you know. I think really this is, uh, you know, this, this is almost like one of our year end specials and, um, we're doing a lot of reflecting. Mm-hmm. So what would be one of your, I mean, what would you say is one of the things that, uh, hit home with you this year? Sure. And this is kind of a, a strange one, but I think everything else I have sort of builds on this because my memory is horrible. Uh, do you keep, do you keep a trading journal? I mean, no, every time I we should. do a trade, every time we do a trade, it logs, you know, in our uh, brokerage and Robin hood and wherever, uh, that a trade was done, but do you really remember what you were thinking? What was going on when that trade was made and why you made it? No, you're, you're onto something. And I do, I'm not good at that in my active trading account. And sometimes I look back at things and I go, wait, why did I, you <laughs> what know was what I, I thinking? mean? <laughs> yeah. Why did I buy this? You know, what did I read something? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I, yeah, no. So that's, that's basically it in a nutshell is keep a trading journal. I try to, um, from more, and this is more for my active, but also a little bit of my buy and hold. Like if I change my 401k allocation, I have a note that's just ongoing for the past several years. And it's just, oh, I, uh, I changed from, you know, 5% to 6% company stopped matching. So I increased to cover, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just very useful for me kind of going back. And then for the, for the active trading, um, it's a lot of work. But um, and I don't I haven't typically done um, entries when I make the trades. It's usually when I close the trades and book the profit, I'll write down whether, you know, how much the the gain or loss was, what kind of trade it was. Was it an iron condor, a vertical spread? Was it just buying stock outright? Was it just an option strangle and, and sort of what happened? What what percent profit did I take? Was it at uh, 50%? Was it at 25? And I just sort of write down when I close the trades, uh, what, uh, what I made, what I lost, 
the the type of trade it was and, and sort of just any sort of comments about the trade that uh and sometimes i'll go back and, and adjust those comments or, or add to them later and just say you know in retrospect this was a great idea or this was a stupid idea mm-hmm. just just to try and just to try and learn because i i like i said my memory is not great and i can go back and I can see in my journal what I was thinking when I entered the trade. And then when I close the trade, I have a different kind of uh, ledger that I just put a few words as to, you know, how the trade worked out. And I can go back to the journal and see what I was thinking when I entered it. I think, uh, this, is, I think this is a way to do it for like your active account. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and it's part of, I mean, and it's got to be something like, it has to be a, something you enjoy, right? In yeah. Yeah. I mean, that way it's like anything like exercise. You're not going to do it right. Unless you like enjoy something about it. Yes. So, yes. So uh, there's two, it's kind of the, the journal that I do sort of reflect on the, uh, I'll make a few entries throughout the day, kind of just comment on how the market's doing, or if we had like a, a huge drop or a huge gain or something, some weird anomaly, or there was an election, that sort of thing. Just so years in the future, I can look forward, I can look back and see, you know, what was going on when I, when I did a certain trade. And then I've got the, the ledger that, that helps me uh, see if I'm making money, losing money. And what I want to do, I still haven't done this yet, but I'd like to do some personal analytics and I'm sure there's services and things that do this for you, but I want to know, am I making more money from iron condors or strangles? Do I do better when I go short or when I go long, uh, you know, or, or time of day, yeah. do I trade got better it. at, uh, you know, five thirty AM right at the opening or do I do better at power hour when That's things powerful. are about like what tools are working for you and strategies. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, maybe, maybe ride those out for a while. If you find one that's trending and working well for you, I mean, you know, work it for a while. (laughs) Exactly. 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 So the, the lessons learned just to kind of, just to kind of hit this home before this podcast, I went in and sort of reviewed a bunch of the trades for the last few months just to see what I was doing, what was working. And I learned for myself lessons learned that uh, I am not doing well with futures scalping at all. Mm, My P and L would be much better for the past few months. If I never touched a future. Now, Mm. now that being said, I'm not giving up completely, but I'm being a lot more selective and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trading futures less, but also learning how to hedge a little bit more. So if I enter a position, um, I can also offset it with something else that's uh, correlated with the same underlying that I've entered. So now my positions that I enter aren't necessarily as risky or the capital uh, won't disappear as quickly. Uh, I'll be able to be in the trade for a longer duration. And that's something new that I'm still learning to do, but I'm, uh, I'm trying to, uh, to get the hang of that. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, also learning to hedge better so I can sleep better at night. If I, if I'm entering a position and it's just worrying me and I'm checking the portfolio, uh, I don't think that's the right position for me. So what I've been starting to do is, is entering a position, but then also entering a counter position, uh, that offsets it completely so if usually one will do better than the other like if i'm trading dollars i would also short yen Mm. so no matter what happens i mean they could both go in the complete opposite direction that i'm thinking but but generally when one goes up the other goes down so you're somewhat protected 
and you put them on together, you take them off together. That's sort of the so, the theory so there. Does that does that help? So you're not like a like a slave to like checking it all the time. It does. Is that the idea? Yeah, yeah, it does help. Okay. It does help with that too. Um, yeah, the other thing too is just I, uh, you know, if I my portfolio was very long and I'm kind of nervous about that. So I, you know, I can put in some, some short trades to offset the, the long in my portfolio. Um, they call it beta weighted Delta, which is a great thing for another podcast. Maybe we've talked about it in the past, but my portfolio, I've been using the smalls to, to try and make sure that my portfolio I'm comfortable with the, with the entire portfolio as a whole. Uh, not just yes. any one single position. So right now, my my delta in my active trading account is negative eight, which means uh, for every dollar that the spy goes up, I'm going to lose eight dollars, and for every dollar the spy goes down, I will make eight dollars, and that mm. that I'm comfortable with right now because we're at all time highs. So I'm feeling like. Maybe uh, yeah. nobody seems to be talking about correction or anything, but I, I just feel like, and we'll get to it a little bit later with the trades for next week and the plan. Um, right. um, this is something I'm comfortable with at a portfolio level. So I have things where spy goes up, I make money. I have things where spy goes down, I make money. Uh, it's just more of timing, trying to take them off at the right times. Yeah. The portfolio is a living thing and you're looking back and you're finding what strategies are working for you uh and looking at things holistically um yeah those are, those are great yeah i mean that's that's that stuff's gonna pay off in 2021 all those all those tools awesome yeah i'm 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 hoping they do i really do um the the other lesson learned was that i noticed i'm taking profits too soon on a lot of trades and and mm. there's an expression that you that you hear a lot you know no one ever went what do they say no one ever went broke taking a profit right or yeah or don't or i've also heard the one you know don't don't let a profit become a loss right so right I mean, so my yeah. inclination is to oh my god i see some money here i, I i'm in a uh a freeport mcmoran fcx trade it's just it's doing great and i'm like wow i could just take the money off now or i could let it run and and a lot of my comments in my journal is should have waited longer but then i have other comments that say mm. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I sold it when I did. Cause <laughs> mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. after the day, the next day it went, uh, it went south and did. My, yeah. And my only counterpoint to what you're saying, and this isn't even like saying that, I mean, I, I like what you're doing and that makes a lot of sense. I, the one thing I'm trying to do with that kind of thinking is I'm trying to actually never look back because, um, I feel like. I feel like looking back and should have done this, should have done that. We, 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 you know what I mean? We make you, decisions. In yeah. The moment, you can drive yourself have. crazy. That's it's not yeah. productive to, to, yeah. to do that. But what I'm, what I'm talking about taking profits too soon, I'm violating the mechanics that I think I should be adhering to. Um, ah, and so, got it. you know, the whole 50% of max profit rule, right? Yeah. And so yeah. when you're, when you're selling options and, and to some extent buying, right. Uh, you want to try and take uh, the mechanics I'm following. It might not be right for everyone, but when I'm selling, uh, I'd like to take the profits, 50% of max profit. So if I enter the trade and I get paid, you know, $200 to enter an iron condor, I would like to get out when, and, and do that for $100 debit. And I keep the 100, but what I'm finding 
at least a few times in the last couple of months, I've taken the profits at 25%. And and maybe it's because oh, I saw it whipsaw back and forth and I was just happy to have any little money and I would have just settled for break even. But that's not a good long term solution. Yeah, that 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 I'm following you on because you're yeah, you're violating the sort of mechanics and the plan yeah. that you had going in, knowing the risk, yeah. right? And so you knew there'd be up and down movement, you knew there'd be yes. volatility, you had a plan in place. It's like, you know what? You designed that plan for a reason, <laughs> exactly. yeah, right? So like follow through, yeah, follow through with it more often. That's, a, that's, that's, that makes sense. Because if, if, yeah. if you take the profits too soon, you start to screw with your P&L over the long term. A lot of these options trades that, that we're doing, you know, they may have 80% probability of making 50% max profit. On the flip side, you're risking quite a lot of money if you do a strangle to do that sometimes. So it's really important that you uh, that you take as much profit as you reasonably can at, before you just close the trade and in, 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 in you know just move on. So the the point is that you know you can actually lose money sometimes because it just takes one loser to wipe you out quite a bit of the time if you're not mm-hmm. careful. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's really good stuff, man. Twenty twenty is teaching us a lot. <laughs> Um, Hey, before we go on, let's take a quick break and uh, hear from one of our sponsors and we'll be back and talk about more lessons learned in 2020 and how to be a better trader in 2021. Sounds good. All right, we're back. Uh, The next lesson learned from this year was for me not to do strangles in stocks over $100. I keep uh, or close to $100. I keep violating that. And for those that don't uh, know, a strangle is to sell a naked call and sell a naked put at the same time at opposite ends of the spectrum. And you're kind of challenging the stock to say, okay, stock, uh, beat me. (laughs) Try, try and try and go outside my, my range that I've picked for you, be it one or two standard deviations out, uh, within this timeframe, those can really screw with you. I just lost over three grand on a Qualcomm strangle that I opened in July that I've been trying to manage and roll up and trying to do all the right things, but it just kind of got away from me. And at the end of the day, the damage was, was $3,000 or more. And I, mm-hmm. it's, it's just kind of a reminder. Maybe that's not I, what, if I want to play a stock that's over a hundred dollars, I'll do an iron condor. Now I won't do a, uh, a strangle, um, an iron strangle with insurance on both sides. So you, you have a mm-hmm. finite amount and that's a defined risk trade, the iron condor. But strangles are undefined, so they can really mess with you. And so I don't want to do them right now in in uh, with underlyings or stocks that are over one hundred dollars. You know, I love the iron condors. You do. I, you know, I feel free like to... it, I do. I really do. Because I, I feel like it, you know, for you, you pick a reasonable range, and for for it to go like way out of that range. You know, again, it, I wouldn't call it a black swan event, but something kind of major has to yeah. happen. You know yes. what I mean? And the and ma- major things are rare. You know, they're not the norm. They do happen, but they're not the, you know, they're not the monthly norm, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, they're they're great neutral tools, and you can 
and and that's what I think you're you're liking about them too is you don't really have to pick a direction and and either with with strangles mm-hmm. either I mean you can skew them one way or the other if you have an inkling may go up or may go down in the future but they're generally pretty neutral they're delta neutral so as I was talking about earlier when I'm trying to keep my portfolio at a certain entire uh, delta um, you can use them to like they basically change that number unless you want to manufacture um strikes that uh that influence that but you can go in and 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 do an amazon iron condor and you could make a lot of money off that but it will not change your portfolio delta in any way they're delta neutral Mm -hmm. trades which are great check out our (laughs) yes it's a great one um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the last one, and I still have many, many more, but I'm still kind of uh, putting together my my list. But uh, for today's purposes, don't waste money buying protective puts. <laughs> I think Tasty Trade did a. Uh, do you know what a protective put is? So Fresh if you have a hundred shares of a stock or more, mm-hmm. you can purchase a put uh, for that stock as kind of insurance that if the stock goes down. Um, you start to get paid. So mm-hmm. I did this with, um, during the election, I did a, a few on, um, I did it. Did you do this with at and I did not do it with at and I did it with ones that I have a oh. lot more equity and I did it with, um, mm-hmm. did it with Disney. Cause I was mm-hmm. just worried mm-hmm. about Disney falling apart. That was, that was a waste of money. I mean, I'm saying this in hindsight, right? And at the time, dude, baby Yoda, <laughs> Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Jerry, baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Yeah, I mean, what are you talking about? What's <laughs> this baby Yoda? I'm saying nothing about Disney will ever fall apart. They gotcha. Baby Yoda. Gotcha. I mean, they, yeah. Sorry, I totally I'm missed the joking. reference. I thought it was a. Sorry, I'm going nuts on Mandalorian right now. Are you watching? I am on season two, episode two right now. So don't spoil it for me. My sister said there's some spiders oh, okay. going on. And. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll just let go. All <laughs> right. Yeah. No, anyway, I, don't yeah. bet against. No, this. I didn't. It was it was protection, but it wasn't cheap protection. And it, it, you know, I did sleep better throughout the whole election. But uh, yeah, and at one point it was profitable. And I remember talking with Bob. Bob's like, "You should take the profit." And I'm like, "Bob, you're crazy. Um, this is helping <laughs> me sleep at night. If I take profit now, then you know, then there's another black swan event or it dives down more." We have to close the parks down for a third time for a third wave. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't just buy them outright to short things. I was using them as protection, but I did watch a tasty trade uh, um, research special on protective puts and they, they sort of back tested them for the past 10 or 20 years. And they really just kind of eat into your profits. Uh, so it's, it's, it's not a good long-term thing to do. I th- I did it. Maybe not the insurance right, you need. Right, not the insurance you need. Yeah, so, okay. I mean, it's there and it's tempting. I got it. But, you're, uh, yeah, you're paying for something that you, again, something bad would yeah, happen. Yeah, <laughs> so those are kind of my, uh, some of the, the lessons learned for the year. I'm still learning every day and I will still be learning more things as time goes on. But those are kind of some of the, uh, the recent ones that have uh, impacted me. Uh, what else do we have? Should, I, should I go on to the other yeah, that, couple ones or you want to move on to yours? 
Um, I could throw one out there. Throw one out there. Um, yeah. All right. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I don't say this to sound obvious, <laughs> but I mean, when I just, when I, I mean, mine, mine might sound obvious, but, but when I, when I look back on the year and, and kind of like 20, you know, like the end of 2019 and, and I'm, I'm thinking back to like the new year's celebration and my, remember how excited everybody oh, yeah. was about 2020. Cause it had that like 2020, it sounded you like had a nice feature, cartoon for it. Too. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, we made some <laughs> cartoons. Yeah, totally went <laughs> off the rails on that one. Uh, you know, it, it, it. I mean, it just at the end of the day reminds me that you've got, and we call them long boats, right? Those are our different buckets of investments, okay? You've got your buy and hold, sort of dollar cost average, um, you know, forget about it accounts. We have our active trading accounts. We've got the, you know, you, you keep some cash, you keep some bonds, you've got you know, speculative stuff like crypto and all that. I mean, I guess what 2020 has shown is that, again, anything can happen. I mean, um, and I think I go back at the end to what I've read uh, about Warren Buffett, right, where he says, you know, it's that whole that's a whole thing he says about when people are greedy, right, Mm -hmm. be fearful, right? So when things are just going up and there seems to be no fundamentals and no reason for it, be a little bit cautious at that point but then when everyone is really fearful and the world is falling apart so would they say um that's a that's an opportunity Mm -hmm. in investing you know and you know so you know lately like uh uh classic one last episode we talked about energy you know energy has not traditional energy has not done well um over the last few years but maybe it's an opportunity now right um, you know, the other one is, you know, I'm enjoying these, uh, these different REITs, you know, the real estate mm-hmm. investment trusts like, oh, and store and Simon property group, you know, um, you know, Simon property group, they own all these malls. Well, what, what's been closed down malls. Okay. So everybody thinks malls are going to go to, you know, or, are going to nothing or, or like you mentioned, Disney, you know, what's <laughs> Disney going to do? Well, here's the thing we have as investors, we have to develop future vision of some kind. If we live our whole life, like right in front of our nose, we're never going to like foresee those opportunities. And what I mean is this, there will be a day when people go back to Mm -hmm. malls, right? There's going to be a day when Disney, yeah, right. For sure. There's going to be a day when Disney is packed. Okay. And, and all of this, you know, and I don't know when this will be, it might be five years from now. It might be a year from now. It might be 10 years from now. I don't know. But like the time's going to go by and all of this is going to, you know, how, how often, let me ask you this. How often before all this happened, did you ever talk about the 1918 Never. Spanish flu? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think, I mean, I'll be honest. I don't even know if I Except knew for, um, you know, I, I mean, wrong. I did take a plague class <laughs> in college and we plague. A what class? Yeah. Oh, plague. Yeah. Okay. It was a plague class. Got yeah. it. Plague. Just read all about plagues. plagues. Yeah. And <laughs> that was the only. Okay. That was the only time I thought about it, and I didn't consider it. Well, you're. you're you've been. You, I'm glad you're. <laughs> you took that because that probably gave you some foundation for dealing with. What yeah. You're dealing with now. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, well, I think you know where I'm going here. I mean, it, it's like this stuff in the moment seems like the end of Mm -hmm. the world. Right. But, but here's the deal actually over the long course of history, 
or even the couple of years course of history, nothing is the end of the world. The, the world goes on, you know, um, it changes, right. And, and it, and it adjusts yeah. to dynamics. Um, but I guess the, the point being is I, I just, I think with my investing strategy, I want to spend even more time thinking about, and you know, you know, I enjoyed this before the pandemic, but thinking about future trends and demographics, because I think there's big opportunities with understanding those. Um, I mean, I'll go to this one. I mean, this year, you know, I, I got onto the ARC uh, funds and whether they're good investments or not, I don't know, time will tell, but you have to give them credit for spending a lot of time um, finding out what the really the next big things are going to be. And then they come right in at the point yeah. where they're cheap, right? And they gobble them up. And uh, those funds um, have done quite yeah, well. Yeah, I haven't been in them long enough. But um, yeah, I did buy a few shares of them and uh, been been watching them. They're kind of focusing on new disruptive technologies that they think are going to uh, change the way that we work, live and breathe and school and learn. So transportation. Well, and, and, and you know, Jerry, I mean, you like, you, you know, especially because you work in tech, I mean, that stuff is happening and it's coming and there's no, right. again, there's no stopping it. There's no, nothing will stop it because people want it. Uh, you know, so it, it's coming. So I guess my point is why not, why not own a little part of that? Right. Why not own a little piece of that? Um, you know, and, and the other thing is at the end of the day, you know, I, I think you were in the same boat. Like you and I talk about, Oh, we lost a little money here and there in some of our active accounts. But, you know, I think, and I'll go back to our sleep at night portfolio, the sleep at night portfolio actually did <laughs> let me sleep from a financial perspective through the nice. pandemic because it was so well, right? It was so well diversified. Now, I mean, granted, hold on, I get, I probably <laughs> check myself a little bit because, you know, there was a pretty hard point there, right? In, um, I guess, <clears throat> was March, it, uh, March. Or, or April, March. Yeah. So March and April. I mean, so yeah, it's so depressing. March and April. I mean, the world, yeah, the world, like, you know, everything plummeted because we didn't know what was going on. But the only thing I'll say is you and I are old enough that we lived and we had a little bit of assets, but we lived mm -hmm. through 9-11. And remember, the same yeah. thing happened. 9-11 hit and the 401ks, like, right. overnight were cut in half, right? All that stuff. But again, I think you now, you and I now have the hindsight that, right. hey, it all came right. back. It, you know, it, it didn't. So I guess the thing is really resist the urge. I mean, actually, I do know someone that sold a lot of equities, you know, wow. like around April. When, wow. Yeah. And I don't I didn't follow up with them to know like what they did, like if they bought back in or if they. But I'll tell you, if if they didn't, they really screwed up. I mean, if because that was like the worst time to buy when everybody was freaked out and everything got cleaved in half so um so i don't know that's my number one kind of thing for the year uh do you want me well to do i just want to echo one? yours because i had the same one too is just sort of stay the course don't buy and change your uh your long-term investments based on news cycles and fear and pandemics i mean obviously if you want to hedge or you want to do some things to to help you sleep better at night or, or put more into to gold but you know don't 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 make any major changes when these things occur and and then you know looking forward like you're saying try to set your portfolio up um 
with the right amount of diversification you're comfortable with that will allow you to, uh, to sleep at night. You know, I think you're, you're making me think of something even further. It's like, we like, I'll give you an example. If I had all of our investments in equities, right. I should feel comfortable with the concept that um, next year, something could happen that would cut that in half. Yeah. Right. That some weird, you know, there'd be a terrorist attack in blah, blah, blah. And, or, you know, somebody, some important person in the world got hurt or whatever. I don't know. Some climate change thing came out of nowhere and, and, you know, uh, Seattle was underwater. <laughs> I don't know. But my point is be ready for that. Know, my, my, yeah, right. Be ready for that. My, but my point is if I'm going to be that fully invested in equities and in stocks, I need to be very comfortable with the fact that, um, yeah, you know, in a, in a month from now, um, let's say that account has 500,000 in it, it could be worth 200,000. Mm-hmm. Am I comfortable with that? And, and, and if I'm not, then I'm not yeah. set up right. You do have to be <laughs> you set know what up I mean? so, so you can basically not have to fear or make these, you know, just flash decisions in a panic. You don't want to be investing like that in any way. You don't want your psychology, yeah. human psychology to kind of take over. <laughs> it's detrimental exactly. to us when exactly. trading. Um, should I share sure. a couple more? Okay. Um, this this kind of echoes one you talked about, but it's interesting. It's the other end of it. So I, I talk about taking profits sometimes, and this is especially in the uh, in the active trading account. Like I I'm trying to be really good about. Now, your your situation was different because you're talking about setting up a framework and going through with it um, all the way to the end. But what I'm saying is uh, on some of the stuff, the speculative stuff that I'm doing, that's kind of more like the weekly or monthly trading. You know, I'm just I'm trying to not let a let a profit become a loss, basically. And then I'm trying to not look back. You know, it's like, listen, if this is up and I, I don't mind letting go of the stock and I and I want to make the you know, the quick five, six, 10, whatever percent, I just got to take it, get it off the table and not look back, Mm -hmm. you know, and then look for the next, Yeah, you know? Um, So that's one uh, right there. And I guess my, my last one, my last one, Jerry is a little bit, you know, this is okay. I mean, this is a little warm and fuzzy, but I'll put it out there. I mean, this year, this year has been hard on a lot of people and everybody, I think everybody has had some challenges, but like seriously, never forget gratitude and focusing on what we enjoy each day, um, because you know we we don't get to choose when pandemics hit or you know that kind of thing. We just have mm-hmm. to roll with it and we have to focus on the good, right? And we just got to help each other out. So that really has has driven home to me. Like just thinking beyond myself. Like you know when I when I am you know trying to follow the you know, the social distancing rules and the masking and all the things that are, they're not fun to do. Nobody really enjoys it, but we're trying to think about the greater good. We're trying to think about that nurse or that doctor that has to go home to their family. We're trying to think about that person that has a grandparent, you know, um, or maybe not even a grandparent. We're just, we're trying to just do something for the greater good. So, um, you know, I very important. That's, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. little fluffy and out there but yeah. sure <laughs> it is it is yeah you know i'm like, I'm like so <laughs> right on dude 
<laughs> yeah. So you got any more? Uh, uh... Well, the the only one was that this was one I heard on a podcast last week that I really liked, and I actually tried it a few times this week. If you do feel the need to sell, don't sell everything. Sell a few shares. Sell fifty percent. Mm-hmm. Sell twenty five percent. Get just get that out of your system that you uh, you know that you had to take a you had to act on it and then you reflect on it. Maybe it was a good decision. Maybe it wasn't. But you don't have to do. You don't have to be all binary, all in. You don't have to sell all your Apple shares because you know one day you woke up and decided Apple's not going anywhere. That's just a, you know yeah. allow yourself just to. Yeah, I'm really glad. I'm. I'm, I really, I'm so glad you brought that up. I didn't think of that one. And I think you hit the nail on the head on, with something. I did that this year very successfully with NVIDIA. And, you know, I, I had quite a bit uh-huh. of NVIDIA. And I, I, yeah, like that's had like, right, an amazing run. Like what a, that's been like a home run uh-huh. stock, right? And it's one of those that you just like, you, it's hard to replicate. You know, I look at the rest <laughs> of my portfolio and it's like, oh, all these things were like yeah. struggling. And, and it's, it's just like NVIDIA is just yeah. a rocket fuel from, from the point I had bought it and I bought yeah. quite a few shares. So what I did is exactly what you said. I, I sold half of yeah. them because I thought to myself, I'm like, well, yeah, I'm like, you know, this is so high. It's on rocket fuel. Um, now, it, did, it it actually did continue to go up. So I was <laughs> like, oh, man, you know, but I tried not, but I tried to resist that. And it's like, listen, you took some profits. You still own half of them. And just I wish I owned some know. NVIDIA. Uh, but, <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I wish I could redo that. I mean, but, you, you know, well, and also, <laughs> I mean, if you go through that, you hold the stock for a while, six months, a year, a couple of years, even. And then you sell it and you do well on it. What's to stop you from doing it again? Does that just like put it on a no purchase list? It kind of does mentally for a lot of no, people. It's like, right. all right, I already did this. So it's way too high now for me to consider because two years ago I was no. in it and that's when I made my money. I think you hit the nail on the head and I met, I met someone one time and his whole thing was doing that with Qualcomm over years. He did it for like a decade with just Qualcomm. He would buy his, he was like, yeah, he's like, you buy Qualcomm low and you sell it high. He said, I've done it. He's like, I've done it like five <laughs> times, <laughs> you know? And like you said, he might've held it for like a couple right. of years each time, but, uh, but has, he, has yeah, something exactly fundamentally changed not? about Qualcomm that makes it, worse than it was you know five years ago or two years ago and if the answer is no then consider it again yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah that's a really good one jerry yeah so um if if you got any more that's great but if not we're going to go into the section of our show where we talk about trade strategies and activities for next great should we take a short break before we do that let's do a short break and we'll come back and talk about our trade strategies for next week all right, we're back. Well, what are we going to do next week? So we're we're gonna, we're starting this new section of our show. We've kind of used to blend this in, but now we just want to tell people flat out, like, hey, you know, it, our shows are done on Sundays. It's like, hey, what are we going to do? Because we all, Bob included, I mean, we get up pretty much Monday and we start looking yeah. at the market, right? Yeah. <laughs> and doing our trades. Um, so do you want me to throw one out there first or did you want to go? Oh, I'll go. I've got one I have to yeah, get out. I'm, I'm very excited about this. Uh, do it, man. Here. So there's the small exchange uh, created by the folks at TastyWorks, Tasty Trade, and they are introducing a new product on their small exchange tomorrow morning. It starts trading 5:30 a.m. It's the 10-year yield product, 
And I'm super excited about that. Um, there's never been, as far as I can tell, an easy, inexpensive, cheap way uh, to trade the 10-year yield. It gets a lot of press, interest rates. You know, we talk about uh, Powell's lowering rates, we're printing money, stimulus, this and that. Um, the only way to trade rates is to trade bonds because rates, interest rates, and and um, the bonds are inversely related in the price. So if you think rates are going to go up, you're going to short bonds. If you think bond, if you think rates are going to go down, you're going to buy bonds and, and hold them. Mm-hmm. So I think right now we're at a really exciting time. The uh, the ten year yield is fairly low right now, but it's coming back up uh, to near one percent. And, and how can it get lower? Right. Right. It's it's it most. Yeah. There's a lot of debate about which way rates are going to go. I'm particularly bullish on them at this point. I'm thinking they're going to. So I'm, I'd like to go long. And um, basically what that means is I would be buying a, uh, a future of the 10 year yield uh, tomorrow morning. And I, I, right now, I think it's I don't know what it's trading at right now. It's like uh, I think the 10 year I want to get this right at the recording of this podcast, the 10-year yield is currently 0.969. So it's getting close to 1%. Uh, last week or Friday, I think it went up 5.33%, which is 0.049 change positive. So I'm thinking it's going to keep going up. And so the the actual entity or underlying itself uh, should cost me $9.69 tomorrow. So it's real clear. You don't have to do any math. You don't have to figure out what a bond is worth and then do the math in your HP calculator to get to the uh, the yield. And you don't have to think about, is this inversely correlated? If I'm, if I'm buying it, does that mean I expect the, you know rates to go down? No, this is really clear. If you buy it at 9.69, you want it to go up to, to 10, which would be 1%. So it's kind of cool that we small investors, small retail investors can start playing with this. Do you, do you know what it would cost if you wanted to play the 10 year yield on the, um, well, I was you know, in futures, you, I was going to ask you that. And I was going to ask <laughs> you, do you, do you buy this in terms of shares? Like how do you, yeah, you buy it in terms of contracts. How many, uh, okay. it's, okay. it's a, well, you buy the, uh, you buy the future, the outright itself. So if you were going to go with bonds, something like, uh, ZN or something like that, it would cost the notional amount for, for just uh, speculating on a 10 year bond would be $138,000 and just to speculate on one transaction and the overnight requirement to hold it overnight would be $1,705. That's a lot Mm -hmm. of money. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's more for institutional right. investors. Um, right. But this small product that's coming out tomorrow uh, the notional size, because the yield is at uh, 9.69%, the notional is $969. And then the buying power, if you want to hold it overnight, is uh, $184. Actually, no, I need to correct myself. $9,700 $9, is, uh, is the notional, which is still a fair amount of money. Uh, but the buying power requirement to hold it overnight, $184 per, mm. per futures contract. I can't wait to see how this uh, plays out for you next week when we talk. 
I'm I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm really That'd excited cool. about it. Okay, give us give us a uh, full report next week after uh, you you try this. I will. Yeah, that is that is great. You got another one? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so copper is at a all time high right now. And uh, so I'm really looking at getting in. It might be a little late. So a proxy trade that I did was uh, FCX, Freeport, McMorrin. That's one of those ones that I'm really debating with myself. Should I take it off? Should I keep it on? It still has a little bit more room to go. So I'm going to try and keep it on. But I'm also going to look at potential, see what Copper's doing and uh, maybe get involved with that either with... Um, yeah, I hesitate to say a long position because it's so high, but maybe it has a lot of room to run. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 looking at copper. Nice. Looking at copper, it's nice. it's it's you and copper, Jerry. You and oh, copper. I've never. I don't think I've traded <laughs> copper before. I do a lot of precious metals, and gold is kind of beat up. I do have a nice gold portfolio. Silver is <laughs> is up, but copper seems to be just hitting it out of the park right now. Um, well, I mean, I, t I tend to like those precious metals that you can like do stuff with. I mean, that you, you know, my thing about gold and I mean, gold's done well at times, but I'm always like, yeah, but what do you do with it? You know, yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather do some precious metal that you can like build some infrastructure with. <laughs> yeah. And but copper has a lot of real world know. applications that's, for what is that's it what like? I mean, you, you know, me in real world uh, applications. Yeah. <laughs> The, the other one that's uh, at a really interesting place is the dollar. And I've, uh, this is one of those ones where uh, it's like baseball, three strikes and you're out. I've tried to, uh, the dollar is at all time lows right now, two year lows. I've tried three times buying the dollar, thinking that it was finally bouncing off, but it keeps going down farther and farther man. and farther. So I'm not losing that much on each of these attempts. Maybe I'm losing. 10 bucks, which isn't too bad. I think it's worth it because I think when it does eventually bounce, if I can catch it at the right time, it's, it's going to be very lucrative. Um, so the small exchange has a, a forward slash SFX product. It's just a dollar and you can, uh, you can either play it long or, or short. And uh, so I've been, been watching that and um, I may get involved with that again too. If I feel like it's, uh, it's going to turn around. It's hard to say though. Mm -hmm. Hard to say. I'm 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 long term. I'm I'm bull on the dollar. We're going to be fine. Well, it's just you know with <laughs> stimulus and printing more money devalues the U.S. dollar, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we know That's and we true. know there's more stimulus yeah. coming. But what's the sure? But, but what is do people? Does everyone know that? And do they care? And so I, I the other things too, other currencies, right. and it's got to be balanced with growth. It's got to be balanced with growth. Are we are we growing? Right, right, right. And, and are we becoming more efficient? So if it's balanced with growth and efficiency, we're probably fine. Yeah. If it's not, then, I mean, this is big macro stuff, right? Yeah. But, yeah. And that's, I'm, I'm trying to learn about that and get a lot more into it, but it's very interesting just kind of watching the dollar, watching the interest rates, uh, watching the equity markets and just seeing, um, it, and the currencies are, are very important. What is the dollar? It's just a relative measure against five other major currencies so those are going up and so by by that fact dollar goes down soon to be replaced by ripple and ethereum and bitcoin right possibly we'll see that's another show uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually that's a good segue i i i am gonna mess a little bit around with crypto next yeah time. so that's one thing i'm gonna do i think of that as just play money gambling. why do you call I mean, it play I, money I, you know there's institutions yeah, I, buying I, bitcoin 
Well, you're right. Dollars and you're right. I'm reading all that. <laughs> so, you know, thinking it's going to go up and, uh, you know, I don't want to have FOMO, right? <laughs> um, so, you know, doing a little bit with that. Yeah. Um, which then, uh, which uh, uh, crypto, just Bitcoin or did you say Ripple and Ethereum? Ripple, Ethereum. And then I'm, I like to play around with some of the new some of the new ones that um, pop up on Coinbase. Yeah. Um, and just try to like ride them up a little bit if that's possible. Yeah. Make a little money. Yeah. Get rid of them. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but in terms of what I call serious investments, um, serious. I do want to pick up some. I know. Right. <laughs> I'm just bashing Bitcoin. <laughs> Um, <laughs> probably to my detriment. Um, but yeah, picking up some, uh, I don't know if you've heard of this ARC-Q, but this is the ARC Autonomous Tech and Robotics ETF. It's probably another one that's gone up and is a little bit high. So I got to be careful about buying it too high. Mm-hmm. But again, it's one of those things where I feel like the pandemic has has pushed macro trends forward. I think things that were going to happen in the next 10 years we're basically compressed to one. Mm, um, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think the big, you know, right. The big thing is automation. I mean, you know, there's just such a push for that. Um, I don't know how that's going to play into our dystopian future, but if we do hit that dystopian future, you might want to own a little arc queue. Nice. <laughs> just throw that out there. Nice. Nice. No, that's um, a good one. Yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't heard of those funds until you and uh, I think you brought them up and uh, yeah, I did it. I did uh buy a few and I'm watching it and maybe I'll add to it. If it uh, goes down a little bit in the next few weeks, it's kind of on my, my list uh, for accumulation. Yeah. That one in arc genomics, it's another one I like. I mean, another, I think it's another growth area given the focus on health and, and advance in health technology and that kind of stuff. So uh, arc genomics is another one I was thinking about um, just, you know, future trends. Cool. Type of stuff. Cool names. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Super cool names, too. Like, you feel like Batman right. saying all that stuff, yeah. which is super cool. Yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> right. Like, cool names go a long way. And and some of those, too. I mean, you know, Jerry, it's like you said, I, you know, some of those I might look back in a few months and take profits. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they may, maybe they'll go up so much that I'll just go, you know, all right, I'm going to take the thousand bucks, yeah. you know, or whatever uh, it might be, um, you know, a decision to make at that time. Uh, so yeah, that's what I got, man. That's it. I've got one more. I've got a. I've got a let's bunch more, but I know we're short on let's time. Do, let's do your last one for to, and then uh, wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. So I look to my wife a lot for ideas for investing, whether she knows it or she spends money. Um, kind of what's coming into the house and uh, what's going on with the kids and stuff. So I'll file this one under that. Uh, I'm looking at Michaels which is a, uh, hmm. a retail store. Uh, you know, Michael's right, Greg? Yes, absolutely. Art supplies, art supplies. <laughs> um, but yeah. they're, they're kind of, teacher. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and they're, you know, you've got Christmas coming up. Uh, they've got, mm-hmm. uh, they're kind of embracing the maker movement because people are making things, buying whatever materials they need there. Uh, Christmas is coming up and I don't see people, you know, flooding the malls and everything like they did. So maybe they might want to make some Christmas activities and things like that. They just had earnings last week and they beat expectations. The street expected 59 cents per share and it was uh, 86. So that was nice. They had a positive last three quarters and they're expanding to the, uh, the drive up. That's what my wife did. She went and drove up to the Mm. store and and picked Mm -hmm. up some materials. Uh, Morgan Stanley just upgraded them. 
they were uh, $10 before earnings. Now they're 12. Morgan Stanley put them in 13. So it's not a, it's not, I don't think by any means is, is going to make someone rich, but I'm kind of mm-hmm. trying to uh, embrace sort of the whole Peter Lynch, invest in what you know, and, uh, and look at what my wife's doing. She orders Stitch Fix too, and they, they do kind of uh, wardrobe matching and help you. I just you got your... my first box, brother. Nice, the, the, ma- the man's one. I got I uh yeah I did do the man the man's one yeah thanks for asking <laughs> that wasn't clear to you yeah I did, I did. yeah <laughs> yeah uh yeah I had to update the wardrobe uh was having some struggles there <laughs> and again uh turned turned to my wife and and uh we we talked about it and we pulled up you know pulled out some stitch fix action so I got another box coming uh in a couple of weeks and I'll let you know how that goes very nice yeah. very nice yeah, so I'm starting to look pretty classy I bet you are. No more flannels. <laughs> no more flannel shirts for Mr. Greg. <laughs> well, I do rock a lot of flannels. <laughs> <so. laughs> but yeah, trying to trying to just um, mix it up with like full on leather pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No shirt and gold chains. That's All right. The, All right. Well, that's how you know Stitch Fix is an algorithm, man. That's what it came up. Yeah, with. yeah. Maybe you were playing Sorry. YMCA when you did but, your order. <laughs> But Jared, you're onto something because I actually, I want to do more. We should actually do a whole show on this. I'd love to do a show on this. Um, they call them the smid caps or the small caps and the mid caps. I want to look more into those because I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Uh, I've been looking more into the Russell 2000. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Michael's, I bet, is a bit, is a good play in there. Yeah. Yeah, I have no I like idea, it. but it's, it seems like a low risk kind of fun thing to try. And, and you know, it's, you know, I'll talk about it with my wife. Michael had great earnings. Michael did this you know <laughs> we'll just see what see yeah. where it takes us you've inspired me should we do our next show on small caps now i want to do that let's do like small mid caps next show let's find the new the next michaels so, let's find like a bunch sounds of sounds great all right God, i love it um well is, is that it i mean that's pretty good it is this is our longest podcast to date <laughs> yeah hopefully everyone's sticking with us i hey, appreciate everybody listening um we really are having a great time and i we hope this is valuable to everybody out there um yeah we're huge in canada (laughs) we're just growing like crazy um (laughs) but no in all in all seriousness everybody be safe out there uh we hope we're inspiring you to conquer your financial freedom and uh yeah just be safe and be kind and it's great talking with you jerry as always you're a great friend ditto okay we'll catch you all next time bye bye